0: Remember back when you were in high school and you were supposed to make these huge life decisions about where to go and what to do with your life, but you actually had no clue yet. Yeah, and it wasn't just about where to go to college or what to do for work. All those questions were actually about who you are and who you want to be. Well, what if there was a way for students in high school to get clear about all those big questions in life about their identity, their purpose, and their core relationships? Welcome to the U School Podcast. We believe inside of everyone is a great story waiting to be told. Hey, everybody, welcome to another episode of the U-School Podcast. I'm here with Tracy Yates. And Tracy, we don't have a lot of repeat guests uh not because the people we interview are losers or lame <laughs> just throwing it out there but there's just so many interesting people in the world and uh you happen to be extraordinarily interesting and so we wanted you back on technically this is the third time that's it the is first the time. third
1: time yeah
0: third time you've got a podcast <laughs> we're trying to make you podcast famous with our oh, I love it. gigantic tribe yes. U school listeners out there you know who you are school nation um Today, this is Thanksgiving times, Thanksgiving season. If you haven't noticed people, Starbucks announced that it's Christmas about three weeks ago and skipped over Thanksgiving, but we are going to pause on Thanksgiving because we're grateful people. And uh, Mrs. Yates, we have you on the show specifically to talk about this exercise that I've heard you do. I've heard you talk about it at least for the last couple of years as we've worked together, but mm-hmm. I got to participate in it a week or two ago and it went from, oh, that sounds like a good idea to, wow, that's a good idea. That really Mm. works. So we're going to talk about gratitude and a specific, very simple exercise that you use that anybody can use anybody at home with their kids, anybody uh, who has a group of students in a classroom. Um, But just to remind the folks that listen and watch, this is the first time you're going to be on the video podcast. Oh,
1: I'm, oh, that's great. I didn't know I was going to be video. I forgot
0: to tell you. Thanks for telling
1: me that. (laughs) (laughs) Where's my
0: lipstick? (laughs) Too late. Um, just just give us a context of where you work and and the kind of scope of your family just so we have some context
1: um i uh am a founding staff member at canyon crest academy high school um i'm also a certified health and wellness coach and i have uh five children before you fall out of your chair (laughs) um three uh are i did not give birth to um i don't care for the word step so three are Mm -hmm. not biologically mine um To our mind, my my first husband passed away in 2012 from a really rare form of cancer. And I remarried in 2015, and we blended um, our families together. Um, So that sort of gives you the back, a little bit of the backstory.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So folks, as you're listening, uh, Tracy has been through it. You've been teaching for 20, Mm -hmm. 21 years?
1: 20 years, 20 years.
0: 20 years, uh, dance, English, arts. What else? What else have you taught? Health.
1: Creative writing, health, uh, English. English is a second language. Uh, huh. I, yeah, I think that that's all I can think of right is now. Is that
0: all? Okay, that's all. <laughs> only has five kids. She's only been through intense grief and tragedy. Um, yeah. And so, when we talk about gratitude, we do this in the context that this isn't just—I don't know how to—I I don't want to demean anything, but this isn't just some fluffy exercise that we're inviting people to do. This isn't just a sign of the times. This isn't just a little goofy exercise. This, this actually comes from some, some depth and some richness of life experience and certainly professional experience with students. Maybe we can just talk before we get into the exercise specifically. What, when you think about the opposite of gratitude, which I believe, not an English major, is the word ingratitude. This is coming from an accounting major. What do you see? <laughs> From kids that either are in your family or kids that you work with, what's the problem with ingratitude? What's the the problem that we're trying to solve when it comes to gratitude? Well,
1: I think there is with ingratitude or being ungrateful, I think there is a disconnect um, to the world around you and a disconnect to yourself. Um, Mm -hmm. You're not able to see other people's contributions and you can't, you can't see your own contributions, I think, is a big one of the big reasons to do this. We, you know, as you and I talk about a lot, kids, kids and well, everyone is just trying to figure out where they fit in and who they belong to and, you know, how they feel about the world around them and what's important to them. Um, and I think gratitude goes a long way in highlighting, if you go back, if you, if you were to keep a gratitude quick three bullet, journal every day. If you go back and look over a month, you can really start to see what your values are, what's important to you and what you're grateful for.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I know obviously there's, there's a ton of critic criticism, but mostly of millennials, that's folks in their twenties and thirties, but also of Gen Z, high school kids of um, uh, 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 like being entitled feeling like the Mm -hmm. world owes you things. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm glad you went there because disconnect from yourself and disconnect from the world. In other words, not, you're, you're not seen clearly, you're not mm-hmm. in reality. And that is exactly. a problem. That is a problem, especially for teenagers as the decisions that they're asked to make during those years really require um, being in reality and having awareness. Because uh, we might say, oh, you're young, don't worry about it, These about these, but these huge decisions around your identity, your career path, the kind of person that you're going to be, the kind of friendships that you form, all that stuff really gets formed. And, and, and of course, you can, have a, a, you can be in recovery later. You can go through major therapy later, but it probably would make more sense to do that well and wisely out of the gates. So if you're not living in reality, this becomes a bigger issue. And right. so much of the whole world is about life happening to you.
1: Like mm-hmm. You're just a
0: participant, you're just a viewer of some story. But what you're talking about is actually waking up the fact mm-hmm. that you are a story and you have mm-hmm. agency, you have opportunity to engage the world differently. Absolutely. So tell us about the exercise. What's it called?
1: So it's called Three Good Things. Um, and it actually is from Martin Seligman, uh, Martin Seligman's work out of UPenn. He's sort of the father of positive psychology. Um, and he's got, you know, great, The, the Optimistic Child, a book called Flourish. Um, And it came from an exercise that he did in um, his master's of applied positive psychology at UPenn, which is really simple. It's tell me three good things that happened today. Three good things that happened this week. Um, If you really want people to get hyper-focused, give me, you know, I I teach in the mornings and I ask my first period class, it's eight o'clock in the morning. They've been awake for 45 minutes. Mm -hmm. Tell me three good things that happened this morning. Mm. Um, And the, obviously the shorter amount of time, um, the more you really have to go to the small stuff, mm-hmm. um, the details yeah. and, the, and the minutia that you're, that you have somebody let me in in traffic this morning. Um, mm-hmm. I let myself seep in five extra minutes or, mm-hmm. you know, I got, I had five extra minutes to snuggle with my kids on the couch or, you know, whatever mm-hmm. little things happened in that, for an adult in that scope of time. Um, but I do it with, um, with my students we do it um when we have health class and you can do it a couple of different ways i like for them to write it down so they can go back and actually see it sort of as yeah. a data gathering but if you if you want to in a classroom you can just say turn to somebody nearby and tell them three good things that happened in the last 24 hours hmm. um and and i give the example um i start uh and give mine and then i set the kids free and it's just 60 seconds it doesn't it doesn't take yeah. that long Um, if that's sort of part one, if you want to move to part two, then my next question is how did you contribute to that good thing happening? Um, Mm. and an example that Seligman uses in, in his book, Flourish talks about, well, my, my husband brought me ice cream last night, surprised me with ice cream. Okay. Well, how did, how did I contribute to that? My, you know, I married someone that's loving and caring and that Mm -hmm. loves me and, you know, was thoughtful and brought that for me because they love me. Um, and it's that second piece, too, that's really nice because you you begin to take ownership of your goodness in the world um, and your strengths as well. And when I do this with my kids, we do it at the dinner table, um, whether it's over you know a box of pizza or whether my husband's the chef in my family. So whether it's one of mm-hmm. his amazing Guinness stew nights, um, we do mm-hmm. <laughs> three good things, um, and usually it, it, when we first started, it was Jeff and I, my husband and I reminding, okay, let's do it. He wants to go mm. first. And now if we don't, and that's been five years now, mm. if we don't remember, um, one of the kids is like, Oh, three good things. Mm. Um, and so then whoever remembered it gets to start and then everybody right. goes, goes around the table. Mm. Um, and our, and our family, you know, my husband was a part of a pretty contentious divorce and it was traumatic for his kids. And of course my kids mm. lost there um, dad. And so, um, there was a, it would have been really easy for us to not do something like this and to not yeah. pick up on the good things, but it really, um, it's made a huge, it's the small thing has made a huge difference, um, mm. in our lives and neurologically. Mm. And I tell this to my students as well, you're training your brain, um, mm. for what to look at. So if you know, you're going to do three good things at the end of the day, Sort of naturally throughout the day, you're looking for. Oh, was that a good thing? Oh, somebody held the door for me. I could use that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you really are training the neural pathways of your brain to focus on the positive. It doesn't mean nothing bad's going to happen, and you're not going to feel negative. But your your propensity is going to go towards positivity.
0: Hmm. Amazing. What do you what kind of impact do you see that happening <clears throat> on the tone of a classroom?
1: Um, I've seen it on the tone of a classroom. I've seen it on the tone of a, of an auditorium of 300 people. Um, and, and, those of you that try this, take note of the energy in the room before you get started. Yeah. You know, if you're doing it in a classroom or kids tired, if it's in a meeting or is everybody kind of worn out or they sedate, like how, you know, notice,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, because after you do this exercise, you'll notice a pretty considerable marked difference in the energy of the room. There's a little more lightness. There's a little more laughter. Um, there's smiles on people's faces, their, Mm. uh, their faces are bright, their eyes are bright. Um, and it's just a really quick, simple shift, but, but positivity begets positivity and positive conversation begets positive conversation. So once you start that with the three good things, it just continues to build from there and the time that you have with those people.
0: It's too easy. So why would I not want to do this? (laughs) (laughs) Tell me, like, why would I not want to do it? What's the barrier
1: the, when the barrier, honestly, is when you have a really bad day and you don't, yeah. you want to wallow and you want to have don't a bit feel of, like pint it. of, yeah, I don't feel like being positive. I had a bad day. I want my pint of Ben and Jerry's and mm-hmm. I want to wallow in it and feel sorry for myself. And I mean, i certainly mm-hmm. have those moments. Um, and then you, you, you know, you have five kids who are like, come on, come on. We got to do it. We didn't do it. And you're mm-hmm. like, uh, fine. Yeah.
0: And yeah.
1: then you find it. And mm-hmm. then, um, your attitude's different, even though you didn't want it to be. <laughs> you wanted it to be. You want it to be, right, right, right. It like to like be mad jack- or angry or upset, and now you're not. Dang, Dang
0: it. it! feel better.
1: <laughs> that's the doubt. That's the that's the reason, that too.
0: <laughs> that's a yeah, good point. Good point. And if you don't want to be more awake, more aware, wiser, <laughs> right, right, more enjoyable to be around, right? Um, yeah, you definitely don't want to do this.
1: Yeah, no, that's a bad idea if you're, you don't want to be
0: joyful. <laughs> so parents, um, principals, uh, leaders of departments, uh, teachers, anybody who leads a group of people, coaches, uh, and I, one of the key points that you brought up is this only takes 60 seconds, 60 seconds each. We're not so much the pushback for these s- sorts of things, these sorts of initiatives, caring for the social emotional lives of kids is often we don't have the time for that we have, whether it's an AP class or, or just have such restricted time, what we're talking about is two minutes and we've done another interview and conversation around meditation before when it, and it's, again, it's 60 Mm -hmm. seconds to five minutes, which creates a different tone, which creates so much capacity for awareness and presence and creativity. Um, So, I mean, just, just do it. (laughs) It's just so simple.
1: And I'll share one more story that after I lost my husband, um, I, one of my first grief counseling appointments. Uh, she's a psychosocial oncologist, and um, she said, "Again, it was like the third or fourth meeting I'd had with her, and it was right after he died. I didn't know myself from a hole in the ground." Mm-hmm. And um, she goes, "You know, on here's what I want you to do on the really bad days." And I was like, "Oh, okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna write this down." Mm-hmm. She said, "I want you to, um, I want you to." give something back to someone and i was like what mm. i don't understand what you mean she goes let's say you're driving you see a homeless person i want you to go to the nearest fast food restaurant and buy them a meal mm. and bring it back to them and i'm and I'm, you know or you're in line at starbucks getting something pay for the car behind you mm-hmm. and i'm like what And in my head i'm like i don't want to be nice i'm yeah. upset like i'm so yeah. sad and angry and and you're asking me to like give of myself like that's going to make me feel better yeah, she was right. She was <laughs> totally right.
0: <laughs> I mm-hmm. left there
1: that day and I think the next afternoon I had my kids in the car and there was a homeless person. Um, near We live in San Diego near USD and I pulled over into the Jack in the Box and my kids were like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm going to get him something to eat. And I brought a cup of coffee and some breakfast and we circled back around and mm-hmm. I handed him. I think it was a woman I handed her the the meal and the coffee with cream and sugar. And she was like, Oh my God, you brought cream and sugar. Mm. That's so amazing. And was so, so thankful. And Mm. to my incredulous dismay, I felt so Mm. much better. (laughs) And it's, and it's, you know, and in those, and I tell my students that story, you know, I've told my kids that story when you you're in your worst moment and you don't think you have any gratitude to give, find it you know, go buy it at Jack in the box and give it away. You know, yeah. there, it, yeah. it, it, that kind of gratitude and appreciation and being able to give of yourself does everything.
0: Yeah. So if you're listening, parent, principal, leader, teacher, and you have a vision, like a, a hope or a dream that the folks that you lead, the students that you lead would become grateful humans and it would become instinctual, natural, like just as automatic, um, this, consider this uh, a simple yet powerful tool to do that. We have a worksheet for you to download. You can put it on your phone. You can print it out. Uh, but we're going to make it extremely simple because it's an mm-hmm. extremely simple exercise, and it has very powerful results. So, Mrs. Yates, thank you. Thanks for being on the show again. Look Absolutely. forward to the fourth time. And, yeah. Uh, I'm grateful <laughs> for you.
1: I'm grateful for you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Bye. Scott. Bye.
0: Hey, thanks for joining in on the U School podcast. We'd love to share with you the resources available on our website at theuschool.com. Not just articles, ebooks, worksheets, and other podcast episodes, but specifically, you should know about a free course we have available called the Real Me Course. It's digital, it's interactive, and it'll guide you to get clear about who you are and the great story you could tell with your life. So go register for a free account and get started on the Real Me course today at theuschool.com. That's theuschool.com.